0: Episode of Product Thinking. I am Kyle Evans. And this week we are talking about Chat GPT and cautious optimism. An Imminent job killer? Probably not, but still really cool. And again, I have to apologize for my voice. Uh, I caught a really bad cold a few weeks ago, uh, which I am still getting over. I ended up losing my voice. And then on top of that, I ended up catching the flu too. So It has been a rough little bit, and I am still uh, getting over both of those things and getting my voice back. Hopefully, soon, another few days or maybe a week or so, I will be back to that soothing voice that we all know enough. Hopefully. But until then, uh, hopefully, uh, you will bear with me as we make it through another podcast here on Product Thinking and talk about uh, what. We have all been talking about for a little bit and that's chat gpt and unless you've been hiding from all things on the internet for a few weeks which honestly isn't a bad idea in general given the state of the internet then you have undoubtedly heard of chat gpt which is the latest advance in ai processing from open ai and open ai of course has brought us uh, gpt2 gpt3 and dolly which are all generative language, and image AI tools, and ChatGPT took the world by storm as an intelligent chatbot that you can ask questions to and get real, like more real than ever before answers. And If you've spent any time on TikTok or Twitter or even Slack threads in work or any place, you've probably been inundated with a lot of hot takes, uh, like one that I post in this week's newsletter which you can check out at productthinking.cc, talking about um, how amazing GPT is and some of the things that you can get out of it and how it is going to completely obliterate um, so many different aspects of everything. So, and I know one UX design manager who almost gleefully posted about GPT for all product managers to take heed. Because it could write PRDs, exclamation point. And if an intelligent chatbot can write PRDs, then it's only a matter of time before product managers won't be needed at all. Because that's all product managers do, I guess. And then the designers can take over. I'm not sure what the end game there is. But the undertones were certainly (laughs) that product managers should be concerned while designers need not be. Um, Hopefully you've experimented with ChatGPT over the past week or two. While I don't think anyone is imminently in danger, I do think it is a seminal moment in technology. And I even took some time to have both my kids experiment with the chat tool so they could see what it could do. Unfortunately, they were far less impressed than I think all of the internet was. But we won't let that stop us from dissecting this moment in history, and in technology a little further, the implications for us in product and technology and what could come next. So let's start with the cool. First, this is a huge step forward. In the space of a few years, we've gone from um, GBT2 to GBT3 and even uh, DALI, which can generate images based on text input. To now chat GBT, which takes all of the underlying language training and makes it incredibly accessible in a way we haven't seen before, uh, which is an incredible step forward. Uh, Second, this has the potential to level up humans by bringing knowledge to our fingertips in a new way. If you've experimented with the tool at all, you know you can ask anything and generally get responses back, whether that's to write... An essay, um, you know, calling out high school students, or to write you a block of code. So we have the ability to begin to automate away some of the more mundane tasks that many of us might be faced with. And I asked uh, GPT Chad GPT to write the code for a simple chat application. And it did it. Uh, and I have it posted in this week's newsletter, and you can check that out. In that example, I asked it uh, and got the response in Python. Now, I'm still learning Python, so I can't validate all of the code yet, but it's probably the beginning of a very usable application, certainly not the end or something you can go to market with, but potentially a real time saver for me if I don't want to do some of the simpler parts and just want it done more quickly. And finally, ChatGPT has the potential to consolidate the search for specific answers that everyone was doing into a single, concise location. Well, Google, for example, acts like a librarian, serving up all the different places that you could find answers uh, for, you know, chocolate chip cookie recipes, for example. ChatGPT has the potential to simply serve you a recipe for chocolate chip cookies, along with the baking instructions, and that may be exactly what you want or need. So a lot of really cool implications, that we're seeing with this and, and seeing for the future. So, those are some of the cool things. Uh, what are some of the misunderstood things? Uh, so, let's start first off. Chat GPT is still not right all of the time. It serves up an- answers as definitive because it, is, because it is searching all its known information and recognizing patterns within the data and putting those patterns together. But those patterns and that data could be wrong, leading to wrong answers that look correct. For example, Stack Overflow banned ChatGPT answers as many users, in their enthusiasm, were taking questions from the site to ChatGPT and then posting the responses to Stack Overflow without validating them. That's a recipe for a lot of bad code, as they stated in their reasoning, quoting from the article that they posted. Overall, because the average rate of getting correct answers from ChatGPT is too low. The posting of answers created by ChatGPT is substantially harmful to the site and to users who are asking or looking for correct answers. I think that's great. So getting the correct answer, it's not always there, even though it's definitely feeding what looks like definitively right answers back. So that's the first thing. Second, ChatGPT is just pretty good right now. I've lost count of the times I've heard it said on videos about the tool that it's pretty good. So here's some quotes. I used it to generate a contract, and it was pretty good. I used it to write an essay on a novel, and it was pretty good. I used it to create a PRD, and it was pretty good. Pretty good maybe passable, passable in a high school English class, at least for like a C-, and then you can move on. But pretty good doesn't cut it when it's a contract that's going to be binding in court or when you're presenting to a board of directors. So for now, it seems like the answers, the writing, the aggregation of information is pretty good. And that will likely improve with additional training, additional data, more use, but we're still in a very adolescent phase. I created a PRD and posted it also in this week's newsletter. You can check that out. And it was like, I was saying, it's pretty good it's a great starting point it would certainly save me some time but it's in no way a finished product and and you can kind of see that like i could definitely use it as a template but that's definitely what it looks like it looks like a template that you would pull from the internet and you could use some of the specific answers that it pulls out like it gives me some very specific things i can use in a good framework but certainly would need additional work so it's pretty good. Uh, But that's where it is right now. So that's the second thing. Third, and along those same lines, we still need humans in the loop to ask the right questions and make the right prompts. My examples so far have been relatively simple. You don't have to dig too deep to see where this breaks down, though. For a more sophisticated feature, my prompts would have to be much more sophisticated to elicit the right response. And there are plenty of videos and examples out there of users creating 200 word questions filled with qualifiers and specific instructions to get the right outputs. And I've even seen that uh, a lot of users, and this is, you know, really cool, creating uh, sites and instructions on how to get the best responses out of chat GBT. But, you know, that's where we still need uh, humans in the loop in order to elicit a lot of these uh, good responses. And how do we get that? How do we even know the right questions to ask? And, you know, that's where I think some of that initial enthusiasm, certainly by that design manager, is overdone. Because you can get some of these responses back, but you have to have the right questions, and you have to get the right prompts in in order to get the right responses out. So fourth, ChatGPT is not original in any way. No existing AI is right now. It's a recombination of existing data on which it has been trained. It's getting very good at that, and that's very useful. And you can go back to my second point under what's cool about it. But that's not giving us original thought or insight. For that, again, we still need people in the loop and people giving the prompts and and giving the questions. And that's probably a good thing for now. And finally, it's still a machine, and it's bound by the information we can feed it. ChatGPT and GPT-3 have been fed and trained an incredible amount of data. We haven't reached the limits on what we can train, but conceivably we could reach that limit at some point. And even before that, we can't expect a machine to do more than what it's been trained to do, which for now is incredibly impressive. But again, it's still a machine and it's bound by the information and training that we can give it. We have to keep that in mind. So. We're certainly seeing the beginning of an evolution of new technology, which is super exciting. Uh, what is taking shape right now will have far-reaching implications for all of us, and I suspect it can be a massive force for good, though there will also be plenty of misuses along the way, as there always are. Chat GPT and the underlying AI aren't necessarily the imminent threat that many have called it, in my opinion, but it has the potential to reshape our industry and many industries in ways that we won't be able to predict right now. So all we can do right now is hold on to our butts and see what's coming next, which will be super exciting. So that is it for this week. Chad GPT, the cautious optimism and, and some of the things that will potentially be coming next. So if you like this newsletter, this podcast, definitely give us a follow wherever you listen to your podcasts. Always appreciate that. Uh, Give us a rating too. Um, And you can uh, go and subscribe to the newsletter over at productthinking.cc. Free newsletter. Yeah. And get that weekly in your inbox. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Or if you want to support the newsletter in this podcast, you can subscribe to the paid newsletter too, uh, which would be awesome. And you can follow us on social media at product thinking just one t in the middle on social media follow me at kyle larry evans and until next time uh, keep questioning all those assumptions and hopefully i'll have my voice back by then and we will talk soon see ya